goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. And we have a packed show for you for this Wednesday, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on 77 WABC. If you want to be part of today's program, 800 848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. On this, the the 41st anniversary of the day that we switched from a music station to a talk station. I was here. I know where I was 41 years ago. Well, not here physically. We were at Two Penn Plaza when WABC was there, but that's where I was, and No, we were at 1330 Avenue of the Americas. That was before we moved to Tupin Plaza. And it was an all-nighter. Anyway, Republicans have had an all-nighter. Let's listen in on the press, some of the press conference from earlier today. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over Iraq, There's more information. There's more possible corruption. There's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party aligned with with individuals into American shell companies. And then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. This could be the most corrupt scheme in American politics where a sitting vice president, where we saw members of his family, nine members so far, there may be more, that were enriched from countries all over the world. And we're providing more information about Romania today. We know about China. We know that the president denied this during an election in 2020, continues to deny it to this day. And we want uh, everyone held accountable if they have they have violated their oath of office. Um, we shouldn't have folks that are in office that are betraying their oath of office. We shouldn't have people in office that are betraying their country. If they're paying loads of cash to their family members from adversaries of ours around the world, it's wrong, whether you have a, a Republican or a Democrat by your name. And uh, we saw evidence of intentionally taking steps to hide the sources of money coming directly from China through a series of financial gymnastics. Joe Biden's political career uh, was winding down at the time, and this was one of the Biden family's last chances to cash in on the name. We have evidence of Chairman Yi Jingming, who is believed to be affiliated with Chinese Communist Party intelligence organizations and has even been accused of gathering intel for communist China. Yi started CEFC in China. His agent in America, Gong Wendong, which which, uh, Andy Biggs mentioned earlier, formed... Yeah, Gan Wing Dong and the rest of the crew. Folks, this runs deep. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee says the Biden family and its business associates 
created more than 20 different companies. They received more than $10 million while he was the vice president of the United States. Some of these payments were obviously, well, not so obvious to those of you who don't want to believe it, but obviously intended to buy influence. 20 companies, over 20 companies. After assuming the vice presidency in 2009, records reveal that Hunter Biden and his business associates formed 15 companies, at least. And they list the names of these companies. Bank records show the Biden administration, the Biden family, their business associates, their companies received over 10 million dollars from foreign national companies. Those payments were spread out through the Biden family. The ex-wives of Hunter and Bo, vice president's brother, and of course, remember what we learned in the notorious laptop that members of the current administration try to bury and suppress as Russian disinformation before the 2016 election. Remember, one of the things on that laptop was that 10% went to the big guy, which in this little scheme alone would be a million dollars. Now, here's a few things. I looked for this story today, and it wasn't hard to find. In the New York Post, the Daily Mail had it first on their website at a moment in time earlier this afternoon. Even CNN, even CNN ran with part of the story. Do you know where it wasn't? If you go to look on the New York Times, website. In fact, let's do a little exercise. I'm going to go to the New York Times right now. And let's see, ladies and gentlemen, whether the New York Times has this story. A vice president of the United States accused of being $10 million in the tank. His family documents subpoenaed from their bank records. So here's what's on the New York Times right now, this moment. Once you get past the headline, live, the little under the headline banner, George Santos case, updated two minutes ago, U.S. inflation, dated 18 minutes ago. What on, on your left side, Santos pleads not guilty to fraud charges and says he will not resign. Underneath that, here's an overview of the charges against Representative George Santos. And then underneath that, another story about George Santos. Next to that, another story about George Santos. Kevin McCarthy signaled that Santos will be allowed to continue serving in Congress. Okay, so we've got Santos, 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 and more Santos in the New York Times. Next to that, who's queen? Netflix and Egypt spar over an African Cleopatra. Well, golly, Marge, guess what? They're fighting at Netflix over Cleopatra, whether she was going to be an African or not. 
Okay. Well, right underneath Netflix and the African Cleopatra, we have these were the nine most stylish dogs at the Westminster Dog Show. Well, and then next to that, here's why Americans are smuggling fruit roll-ups into Israel. This is the New York Times. Okay. The next big story to the left of all the queens in Africa and African Cleopatra and the Westminster dog and the fruit roll-ups in Israel is inflation in U.S. slows again as high interest rates take effect. Okay. Next to that, the opinions start. Opinion, Edward Gleeser and Carol Ratti, 26, Empire State Buildings could fit into New York's empty office space. That's a sign. Well, gee, thank you for that. And then underneath that, to the left again, FDA advisors say benefits of over-the-counter birth control pill outweigh the risk. Okay, so we scroll down even more. There's another article about birth control. And then here we go with the op-eds. Republicans are putting our standard of living at risk. Thomas Edsel has a column when their idea of liberty is your idea of death. Oh, boy. Michelle Cottle, Donald Trump is ready to relaunch, hunker down America. And then underneath that, more about Cleopatra. She would not have identified as white or black. Gee, I don't give a rat's Okay, now to the left. As we scroll down, front page New York Times for Trump, a verdict that's harder to spin. And then another E.J. Carroll story, Gene Carroll, then another one for advisors of Donald Trump, a CNN town hall, blah, 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 blah. Guess what is nowhere to be seen on the splash page of the New York Times, the paper of record? Not one story. Not one, not even a headline, that the Republicans have found $10 million in foreign money linked to Joe Biden and his family. And so you wonder, don't you, how is it that when you go out and you talk to liberal, your liberal friends and buddies in New York, and you, some of you will talk to your liberal friends in in New York tonight, maybe some will talk tomorrow, and you'll be all excited. You'll be saying, well, you know what? Hey, guess what? They found your guy, Joe, 10 million bucks in the stash, took the money from commies, took some money from Romanians. Do you believe it? Plus the money from Burisma and Ukraine. And your friends will look at you and they'll say, oh, you're a kook. Would you please stop talking this conspiracy theories? I read the news today. There's nothing in the news about Joe Biden. You see, they read the leftist universe. And in the leftist universe, this is no longer journalism. There is not news. I know. Here's what we'll do next. Got another brilliant idea here. Let's look at the Washington Post. Okay, if it's not in the New York Times, surely it'll be in the Washington Post. Right? Okay, brilliant. Let's look. Okay, Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness. That's their big motto. Democracy dies in black people. Up, democracy dies in darkness. 
Okay, let's see. Headline time. George Santos charged with fraud, theft of public funds, and other financial crimes. More coverage. They've got even more coverage. Okay, let's scrolling down. Criminal charges against New York freshmen divide House Republicans. More Santos. Santos back to bill to fight unemployment fraud. Now he's charged with it. Okay, let's grab. Okay, so Santos was the lead. Let's scroll down even more on the Democracy Dies in Darkness newspaper. This is real time. I'm reading from their online real time. Scientists unveil the human pendulum. Whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. A more diverse genetic blueprint. I care. Um, Okay, let's scroll down even more. MLK's most famous criticism of Malcolm X was a fraud, author says. Well, that's interesting to history buffs. Buffs. Supposedly, you know, Dr. King was against Malcolm X. Turns out somebody did some research, not so, all based on a famous Playboy interview way, way back when. So let's scroll down. Now we get to the little small stories. These little stories are put in little boxes underneath. Those were the big ones. We had the uh, diverse genetic blueprint. We got Santos, 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 and we got Dr. King. Now in the Washington Post. 13 parents share the best reasons to have children. That's one. Why even the preppy look is preferable to egalitarian shabbiness. You know who wrote that masterpiece? That's George Will. The, these seven radical changes would fortify the U.S. against the next pandemic. And another editorial, Taiwan, is urging the U.S. not to abandon Ukraine. And on and on and on it goes. And you keep scrolling down and you scroll down more. Sexual abuse verdict renews Republican doubts about Donald Trump's electability. No, it doesn't. Why the end of Title 42 means more migrants at the U.S. border. That's buried way down there. You keep scrolling, scrolling down. And it keeps going. So, in the two largest newspapers in America that deal with politics, the ones that TV stations use to decide what's going to be the coverage that night on TV. There's not one word, not one word, not one solitary word about the Republican press conference today that discovered that $10 million, $10 million from the communist Chinese government, from Romania, and other sources have now been linked to Joe Biden's family, who set up a series of about 20 shell companies to hide the way they moved the money around to family members. That is the state of journalism in the United States today. This is potentially one of the biggest scandals in presidential scandal history. This is bigger than the Teapot Dome scandal. Uh, quick, Scott, what was the Teapot Dome scandal? Oh, I don't remember. Never mind. Okay, this was bigger than the Watergate scandal. Quick, Diego, what was the Watergate scandal? Watergate scandal was uh, the uh, Watergate Hotel breaking in, um, it. and it was tied to Richard Nixon somehow. <laughs> Who broke in? Who broke in? The, the Watergate plumbers. Never mind. Okay, thank you. Yeah, a couple of guys. That's right. Couple I of forgot. guys. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so 
Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have one of the biggest scandals ever in American politics. Sitting vice president, family taking millions of dollars, some of it siphoned up to him, from the freaking commies, from Romania. The New York Times, the Washington Post, let's run everything but and claim somehow that we're journalists and that this is real journalism going on. And that's not all. I got more on this. Don't go away. 800-848. This sounds so nice and soothing. This is John Lennon, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine. Imagine. This is the very last record we played when we were transitioning to talk radio, 77 WABC. The record we played before this, it was a new album. Musiquarium album was out, just released weeks before. So the record that I put before this one was Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder. And then after that, neither one of us could can say goodbye by Gladys Knight and the Pips. And then we ended that last day of music, the day that music died with this, John Lennon. Mike Mamone, George Thomas Musgrave III, Yours truly. We all pulled all-nighters. We had a lot of help from our colleagues at WLS. We did a 40-minute music montage with like five-second clips of music from the time that WABC started playing pop music all the way up through the end. The day the music died. 41 years ago today on WABC Talk Radio 77, Ron Lundy and Dan Ingram hosted the show. We're coming back. Don't go away. This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77. U2 brings us back. Today is the birthday of Bono. Born in 170 million records YouTube has sold worldwide. 170 million records. 22 Grammy Awards. And I'll tell you what, none of that, none of those accomplishments compare to the good work that Bono has done to try to end the cruelties 
that plague humanity. From hunger, disease. Now, some of us may take objection to some of the things that Bono has said politically. I know I have over the years, but you know what? There's not one person that looks at Bono honestly that can say that his heart is not in the right place. And he has used his massive influence to be a force of good. Happy birthday to Bono. There is more to this story with Joe Biden's corruption, and I want to frame it this way. We have a Justice Department in the United States of America that can send out the FBI at a moment's notice after January 6th. What did they do? And they're still out rounding up people that were, in some cases, just on the Capitol grounds that never entered the Capitol building, and they're still rounding them up to prosecute them for being there on January 6th. We have a Justice Department, an FBI, that can find in six months enough evidence to arrest George Santos today on 13 charges, including wire fraud, mail fraud. We have an FBI that can go down to Mar-a-Lago and receive classified documents and make all sorts of insinuations about Donald Trump, none of them proven. We have an FBI that can throw people like Paul Manafort in jail, that can throw people like the hapless Roger Stone in jail at a moment's notice. Yet the same FBI, the same FBI cannot investigate Hunter Biden. It took Republicans, not somebody in the news business with a nose for news, not our major powerhouse media guys who could sniff out corruption in the White House and cause Richard Nixon to resign. No, those guys, they were too busy to find out this information on the Biden family. They couldn't do it. It took a congressional committee who's just been in office for six months to dig out this story on the Biden family. And yet our entire media apparatus couldn't do it. The Justice Department couldn't do it. The FBI couldn't do it. This involves overseas agencies that are hostile to the United States. And yet our vast and multi-billion dollar intelligence committees and agencies could not do this. It took Republican, a Republican committee that has been sitting for less than a year to uncover this. And even when they uncover it, the Washington Post, the Amazon Prime Washington Post, the New York Times, it's not important enough to cover. Not important enough to tell their readers what's going on. This is a total 100% disgrace. We're going to take your calls, 800-848-WABC. But first, we're going to talk with a new with an author. One of Rush Limbaugh's favorite authors is coming up. And ironically, we're going to deal with FBI stuff when we get back. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. 
It is our Wednesday rush hour. That's Luther. That's Luther doing the backgrounds with Stevie Wonder. Part-time lover. WABC Talk Radio 77. The music has not died, and the talk is very much alive. Keep it right here. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The music is alive on WABC Talk Radio 77. We are Talk Radio. Lionel Richie brings us back love. We'll find a way. With us, ladies and gentlemen, one of Rush Limbaugh's favorite authors. How do I know this? Well, easy. He talked about his books at length on his radio show. Christopher Rossau, welcome. How are you, my friend? I'm terrific, James. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's great to uh, be with you again. And it is my pleasure. You have a brand new book in the Ben Porter series. I just got through talking about the FBI. Your hero, the hero, this new book, Epic Injustice. The book starts on Friday, October 21st, 2022, 13 days before the vote. And it is Ben Porter. Tell us who Ben is and (laughs) about your series of books. Sure, thanks. So uh, Ben is my protagonist, my hero. Ben uh, starts out in my first book, which was the one that Rush certainly loved, uh, which was called False Assurances, came out in 2020, was based in 2017. And Ben is a FBI information management specialist. At least that's how he started back in that first book. And he was kind of plucked from obscurity as a cubicle dweller uh, due to sort of fortune and circumstances of that precise day and time. And he was sent out on a case and he solved it, of course, because he's our hero and he's our underdog. He uh, he's a he's an F- he becomes an FBI agent, a special agent, in the FBI. And he's a he's a guy who succeeds because he believes in himself uh, while being confident by not but not cocky. Uh, he's humble. He's approachable. But he's got some anxieties as well. So he's he's like us. He's an everyman. He is he's one of us. He's a guy who's very approachable and and very relatable. And and our hero, Ben Porter, has now been in five books. And he, he of course, he always cracks the case, but he does so in a, in a very unique and um, and compassionate but thoughtful way. So uh, he's gotten a great following and, and I'm very excited to have Epic Injustice out. Uh, actually, just came out last week. Well, let me ask you a question. So the climate surrounding the FBI. Now, I heard someone that is familiar with the book. I was talking about the book. They said, you know, Ben Porter's probably the last honest FBI agent. The FBI has taken (laughs) some raps. And, I mean, they've taken some raps from me because I think the Department of Justice is right now thoroughly a corrupt organization. I just got a, I just got a, I'm going to read you this message. I just got in. This message just hit on my direct messenger. I love his books. Speaking of your books, Rush got me started on them. 
So that's instant, uh, some instant adulation for you, Christopher. But back to what that. I was saying, what a time for you to be writing about an FBI agent as a hero. Do you have any, do you have any second thoughts about that ever? Or is this the FBI that we all want to see? How, how did you come up with when you decided, okay, I'm going to find an FBI agent and this guy is going to be my hero? Do you ever have any second doubts about that? Never, never, because I don't, you know, I think that, I, don't, I think saying Ben is the last honest FBI agent, that's a bit of a stretch. I'm sure there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands, honest FBI agents. I think where the issue is, is in the leadership and in the Department of Justice, which of course oversees the FBI. Uh, and and that process has become politicized and it has become corrupt. And in fact, that's largely what Epic and Justice is all about. It's about corruption in the system. But that doesn't mean that the entire system is rotten. That means that we've got to determine what, what keeps these folks in power. And, and again, that's what we talk about a little bit in the book about this this kind of um, unbridled approach to power. You, you can't indict the entire organization because of the, the leadership. So I think this is the FBI that we want in this story. But actually, in, in the story, we, we see some issues with the Department of Justice and corruption from above. And Ben Porter, our hero, has to has to swim uphill or swim against the stream, rather, to uh, to 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 suss that out and to find out who he's really fighting against. Uh, and I think that's where Ben and I think all of us need to be be aware. You know, don't just take these things at face value. You look behind the curtain a little bit. So this is definitely the FBI that we want. But but to say that Ben is the last honest FBI agent, I, I definitely don't agree with that. But he's certainly my my hero FBI agent. That's for sure. Well, I can't thank you enough, Christopher. I want you to tell everybody where they can get this book and where's the preferred place that they can get the book. You can get books from all over the place. The book is uh, the book came out last week. It's called Epic Injustice. And the author, Christopher Rossow, is with us. Christopher, where can people find this and the uh, other Ben Porter books? Uh, the whole Ben Porter series is on Amazon and ebook and in print formats and uh, in audible formats, everything but Epic and Justice, which is not quite done yet for audiobook. But uh, Amazon's got it. BarnesandNoble.com has it. AppleBooks.com, Audible.com, uh, and Kobo.com. So, so lots of formats to, to find and to read and to enjoy and five books in the series. So uh, it, it's fun to watch Ben develop from, from a nobody to a somebody who, who we can really believe in. Yep, and I'm going to just give a shout-out to Rush. Thank you, Rush, for bringing this book to our attention. And, Christopher, thank you so much for keeping that legacy alive. Thank you so much, Chris Rassau. The the book, again, Epic Injustice. Christopher Rassau, thank you. Thank you much. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, WABC Talk Radio 77. We have people waiting. We're going to get to some calls when we come back. We're leaving plenty of time for your calls today, so please stay right where you are if you're on hold. We're coming back right after this. Don't go away. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 
This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. If you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, realize something, my friends. It's okay not to be okay. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And 77 WABC is here to remind you that taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of your physical health. Join us throughout the month as we share tips, insights, personal stories to help break the stigma surrounding mental health. Listen for resources and support. And remember, remember this. You're not alone. Let's prioritize our mental health together. For a special edition 77 WABC Mental Health Awareness Month t-shirt, go to wabcradio.com slash cares. Andy and Edison, you're on Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm feeling a little crazed, but I'm good. I'm I'm just so ticked off at this this lack of coverage. This story of the Biden crime, and this is what this is. This is a crime family, and there's no other way to describe it. And yet you will not find the story in the major news drivers of this country today. How are you, Andy? Mm. Yeah, God is good. God is good. I got, I got two quick points. Uh, one, my main point that I told the screener was, uh, how come, I want to know why President Obama isn't questioned about any of this. Because he had to know what the vice president was doing. I mean, unless they were completely divested of each other, I don't see how he couldn't know what was going on. Um, whether he chose to stop it or not, that's another story. But, I mean, he had to know what was going on. And my uh, quick second point is the uh, Decency and Communications Act of 1996, which allows all this uh, to go on because it consolidated all the corporations of the new- news media, uh, should be repealed, and if it's not repealed, maybe Section 230, which removes the liability uh, of the uh, companies um, to be sued uh, for defamation of character, and also it allows them to, um, oh, what's the word, um, to censor. It gives them free reign, so they yes. do whatever they want, and it's very frustrating, very frustrating. Well, number one, let me just say this to you. You're raising some interesting points. All of the news organizations have not been consolidated. And, in fact, there are independent news organizations on the right. Many of them have sprung up. That's not to say that there has not been consolidation. There's been consolidation in almost every corporate vertical in America. Now, as for Section 230, I agree with you. I think it is time for 230 to be repealed. This shields the social media companies from liability. And it makes, it's a pretend shell game. They are pretending that they are not publishers when in fact they are publishers. They publish all kind of content. 
and they should be held to account. So we have agreement on that. Andy, thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Rockland County and Murray. Murray, how are you? Oh, how are you, Bo? Bo, I just want to tell you that, excuse me, I love listening to your politics and to your musical picks. It's really uh, tremendous. You know, I have a story in May of 2020 in the middle of the COVID uh, pandemic. My good friend and your friend, John Cass, calls me and he says, I want to do a concert. I said, John, there's no concerts. It's impossible. There's nothing going on right now. Nobody's flying. He said, okay, I'll give you to the weekend. And that's a true story. And Chad heard that conversation. I said, let me see what I can do. And at the end of the day, I came up with a game plan <clears throat> where, um, you know, we would interview 12 great stars. I mean, with Frankie Valleys and, you know, Peter Noon and people like that and have it available to go. And I got in touch with that terrific young man that works for the station now, which uh, I had something to do with uh, by the name of Vinny Maduno. And he's a tremendous human being, and he's brilliant. And I said, Vinny, can we do this? He said, yeah, I'll do the interviews. You line them up. We'll do the interviews. We'll have them ready to go. We won't have to worry about taping them or anything else like that or, you know, time schedule. And we had about a dozen. And the interest started going, you know, on the station. Uh, Giuliani and others were interested all of a sudden. And um, it was the start of music, July 4th. uh, It was July 4th of 2020 where music came back. And John's, because John, anybody that knows John knows, John loves politics and he loves music. And, you know, I said to John, who was away for the weekend, John, are you listening to this show? He said, I have tears in my eyes. I still have that text he sent me. And he did. And he and Margot put that together. They gave me free reign. And they're wonderful, wonderful people. They care about the public. They don't believe in people having to pay for music. And uh, it's just, you know, I'll do whatever they ask me to do. I always will. We've been friends for decades and decades. And it was a great thing. And then he said, you have any suggestions? And, you know, I suggested Cousin Brucey and suggested others. And the, the Saturday night musical shows are just amazing. And uh, well, hopefully someday well, you'll have one there, too, because you love that music. Well, thank so, you, Mary, so much. And, and on behalf of all of us, that love the history of WABC Music Radio and were part of it as I was part of it, and so many of us. We just want to thank you because, you know, music has a life on WABC. It is synonymous with many of us growing up. We all know, we all have memories of listening to Music Radio 77 WABC. And on the weekends now, we have so much from Dina Martin, Piscopo, all of it, Cousin Brucey. And so now we learn the backstory of it. Murray, thank you. Couldn't appreciate it more. Thank you so much. WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's go to Russell in Rockaway. Russell, you're on Bo Snirley's Rush Hour. Hello, James. 
was listening all over the, the Washington Post and the banner that says, democracy dies in darkness. This is obviously their mission statement. This is what yeah. they're trying to do is to eliminate information that's vital to the republic. I do not know how the Washington Post journalists, I don't know how you can be a journalist at the New York Times today. And you see this story. You see the lowly CNN, which had sunk to almost the bottom of viewership in electronic news. I don't see how you can see the CNN website carrying this story and you don't. I don't see how, I don't see how a journalist, a, I'm not talking about a political journalist. I'm just talking about a good journalist. I don't see how they can walk into the building of the Washington Post today or the New York Times and feel proud about either one of those organizations. And this goes to so many other so-called journalists out there. Now, we all know what this is about. Let's hide the news from our people that we don't want that would make Joe Biden look terrible because we don't want Trump in 2024. Let's just call it. That's what all of this is about. They don't want to do anything that would weaken the position of Joe Biden. But news is news. And good journalism is good journalism. This is where I part company with ideology. I don't care if the politician's on my quote-unquote side or not. This is where tribalism ends, at corruption. And when you have this massive corruption that is undermining the very fabric of the United States of America, it's time to call it out. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you work for. And for the journalists that are working today for the New York Times, for the Washington Post, and all the other outlets on the left that refuse to carry the news and refuse to report the news to your viewership, your listenership, your readership, you ought to hang your heads in total shame. Let's go to Ed, Forest Hills, New York. How are you, Ed? Good, Bo. How you doing? Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine, Ed. What's on your mind this afternoon? Well, about the news conference, I checked every cable and commercial station while I was watching it. Not one person. It was crickets all the way around. Nobody was covering it. And what you said about the media is correct. It's just as big a scandal as the Bidens themselves. It's unfathomable what's happening with the media in this country. I could not believe it. And uh, to go further on this, what what can the... Uh, House of Representatives do now? Are they going to be able to enforce any of these? Here's what uh, they should subpoenas? be able Yes, look, the House of Representatives has subpoena power. As Nancy Mace, the congresswoman whose bite we played, what happened today should force out even more subpoenas. This should widen the net. It is time for a mega donor in the Republican Party to step up and actually find investigative reporters that are willing to ferret out the truth and do even more. This is not just an expose of crooked government. It is an expose of crooked media. This story has to be put 
before the American people in all of its detail. Remember, this is just what happened during the Biden years as vice president. What has to happen now, we need a thorough, truthful, transparent investigate. When I say transparent, you can't investigate transparently, but you can transparently look at the outcomes of investigations. And that is what has to happen here. This cannot stop. It has to gain momentum and continue. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family and your loved ones. Love and gratitude for you being here with me today. God willing, back tomorrow at 4 o'clock for Boston Early's Rush Hour. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.